This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. I love that. Rudy just went into a massive panic. Said, Rudy, you got you to get used to working with me. I don't give a rat's ass <laughs> wherever on time. I'm going to be honest. I had no idea we were on air. <laughs> well, we weren't yet. They were still doing the intro. Oh, okay. We were fine. Yeah. like See, that was the thing. Matter of fact, kind of by coincidence, Brittany and I were just talking about all the things that people get whipped up about in radio. Couldn't give a rat's ass about any of them. Well, why did you? You stepped on my... It's a show. Calm down. Right? I... I mean, it's nice to know a little when we're on air. Yeah, that's kind of part of being on a radio show Why is knowing bother? when. <laughs> Who cares? But I'm with you. I like that, like, if it's one of us go to anyway, the bathrooms the or go sits in the hallway, yeah, then we're fine. We're fine. Who can, whatever. We're fine. It's a, it's a podcast. Oh, you know, matter of fact, it's a good thing, I guess, in a way, we kind of started like this. Hmm. Over the weekend, I ran into, I, and every weekend it's more and more people, and I'm, I'm assuming the same with you guys. I run into more and more people that want to listen to the show but don't know how to do it. And some, most of those people, I would say, are between the ages of about 25 and 45. So you would think they would know how to do that. But they've just never done it before, I guess. But, but there's this one woman that was in the neighborhood yesterday, very, very pleasant. She's a huge listener to the show, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was explaining to her how to do it. You just go to the app store. And is there somewhere we can... Like put up a tutorial on that whole, or do we have a tutorial on it already? Yeah, there's a few videos that you can find online. But we, I mean, if, if there's somewhere we can put it that people would be able to just go to the site and, I think we should have, uh, you know, how to do it on our website so mm-hmm. people can go because everybody knows how to get on a website, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Brittany has this amazing jingle that is very catchy. Download the app and you can listen live. See? See? That's what they said was driving them away. <laughs> no. Um, you guys, I feel like I sounded good. Am I? Mm-hmm. It's very in key. Oh <laughs> it was I, perfect. Should I leave you guys for like... Yeah, you're such a radio person. God, aren't I terrific? Didn't I sound kind of good? That's such a radio and TV thing to say. Aren't I great? Aren't I talented? <laughs> God. Je- yeah, that's it. I almost called you Justin Rudy. Rudy, yes. today Tom goes... You know, I never complain. And I go, do you never complain? He goes, well, I never complain about you. And I was like, you never complain about me. And he goes, well, sometimes I complain about you. Well, we got there eventually. <laughs> That's how you work things out. We did. We did. We worked it's together a on problem. that. I, got kind of, I feel kind of weird today because my wife is leaving town again for a week. And I'm not why. I hate that so much I can't even tell you. But, like, you're mourning it and it hasn't even happened yet. It doesn't matter. I hate being at my house without my wife. I just hate it. She won't leave until later in this week, right? No, she's leaving this morning. I think oh. she's leaving like right now. Oh, no wonder. I'm just telling you, it's one of those situations where, where a lot of guys, I suppose, would be having parties. And I suppose if I still drank or if I was a drug addict or something, maybe I'd be happy. <laughs> if you were a drug addict, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe. You'd be I don't happy. Know. I'm trying to think. There was a radio salesperson who worked in the the old building when it was ABC. I'm trying to remember the guy's name. God. And he's since then he has now become clean and sober, which is not is you know totally fine to tell this story. But yeah. how he ended up having to go to rehab was he dropped his wife off at the airport. Oh yeah, and he went home <laughs> and turned his phone off. Whoops. And she the flight got canceled. She was trying to call, never oh. couldn't get a hold of him. Oh. So she took a cab back to the house. And when she walked in, there he was sitting on the couch. Buck naked with a line of cocaine in front of him, drunk and watching porn. 
And his wife was like, all right, you got to go to rehab. And he was like, ah, yeah, I should probably go to rehab. He really went hard immediately. (laughs) Immediately. She had no idea that he was an addict. Like, that's how good of an addict he was. He's hiding it from her for years. And he's like, oh, by the way, I got like, and then he just started like unraveling all of these demons out of his closet. I can't remember who the guy was, but he's told that story many times. You will never work as hard as you do hiding all that shit from people you live with. Like. That's a full-time on a top of a full-time job. Mm-hmm. I bet that's true. I bet it's really, really hard. See, now let me ask you a few questions about the First of all, I only did cocaine once in my life, and it did absolutely nothing for me. That makes me wonder what your brain chemistry is like. Mm-hmm. Or if it was just fake in the first place. I mean, because not all stuff that's sold as cocaine is cocaine, right? That's true. Yeah, you're sniffing up like a couple of like Smarties just crushed up on a table. Talcum powder, mm-hmm. whatever the hell it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did it once in my life, so I don't even know what it feels like because I just think, well, but what it told me was if it was fake, why would I want to take that chance again? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It could have been something really bad, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so you put a little fentanyl in there or some deal. Yeah. So, but there wasn't any fentanyl back then. This was a long, long time mm-hmm. ago. But but here's my question about that whole thing. So so this guy, and I'm not judging him. You live your life. I got a problem with that. And if he was a drunk and a drug addict, it made it much easier to do. I have no interest in going home by myself, sitting naked, snorting coke, and watching porn. You for yeah? How boring is that? I mean, sounds. Like, I mean, it depends on the day of the week, right? Like a Monday, it's not too oh, bad. Okay, okay. Yeah, Fri- save your porn watching for Thursdays and Fridays. Yeah, yeah do, towards the end of the week. Yeah. I just, what is in it for you when you're watching porn? That's the part I've never understood. I say, hey, look at there's an attractive woman that's got a plunger up her butt. I, who cares? Plungers, Plung- thank you. Oh, well, then yeah. maybe I'd tune in. Yeah, also, what kind of porn are you watching? My God. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't watch porn. I've never been a big porn watcher. I've watched it in my lifetime, of course. And I'm not judging anybody who does watch it. I literally, maybe I'm so selfish, I go, well, there's nothing in this for me. Why do I want to do this? I don't know. I just watched the first episode of Bup Kiss, which is Pete Davidson's oh, yeah. TV show. There's a scene right at the beginning it's so stupid. Like, they want it to be so funny, and it just wasn't. And he's wearing these Oculus, and it's right at the beginning, so it's not that big of a spoiler, but he's wearing these Oculus, um, you know. VR glasses? VR, you know, glasses, oh, yeah. the video yep. game thing. Yep. And he's watching porn on that. And uh, at that same time, his mom's coming down with his laundry, and there may have been DNA spread on her at oh, that moment. Oh. I know. It was trying so hard. And like, yeah. I'm not a, I was just like, this is, this is trying so hard. Um, there was a funny line after though, about her not wanting to change shirts because she was going to work out anyway. Yeah, that's pretty, that's funny. <laughs> Which that was funny. <laughs> but the whole circumstance was just so ridiculous. But yeah, I think now they're getting into, I don't know if it exists, but uh, 3D porn so, oh yeah, good for them. That's the deal. So basically, you're saying that opening scene was just like every other bit he's ever done. He is one of the most unfunny human beings I have ever seen. What is the attraction of this guy? See, I don't know. And is, I, he, is he is he funny sometimes? I think he's funny sometimes. Um, I watched his stand up, and I would say it wasn't amazing, but there were right. funny jokes in it. His ability to, um, like, it was right after the Ariana Grande breakup. His ability to tap into how depressed he is and vocalize it, I love that. But like his is jokes, that funny? I, what what is do, like as a stand-up comedian, do people think of him more of a joke because he's never really worked continuously 
at it? No, no, because he actually has been a stand-up for a long time, a okay. long time. That was where it all started for him, you know. Obviously, it's uh, as Kristen Burt said. Pete Davidson has a big dick. See, well, that's, there you go. It's the whole deal. That's what it is. That's He's got true. that BDE. Yeah. I always, and I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to be a pain in the ass here. Well, maybe a little bit I am. I think you are. The first time I saw him, I thought he was wearing like a Halloween costume. He has the biggest mouth of any living human I've ever yeah. seen. My God, those things go from ear to ear. And like I, <laughs> full disclosure, I don't care. I like him. Like per- oh, personally, some people do. I, I mean, like him. I think he's cute. I think he's funny. I think like I like him, but I don't always think his jokes are great. But I'm gonna give Bupkiss at least a couple more episodes because yeah. later there were some funny jokes. Well, so, I mean, that's it. Look, that's the other thing I will tell you about. About I do have an understanding, a very clear understanding. Just because you think it's funny and I don't doesn't mean it's not funny. Yeah. I mean, you, you like what you like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the biggest problem I got, and I know it's a huge problem, there will never be another Richard Pryor, and therefore very few people are funny to me. So you're just giving up? That man was brilliant. Yeah, I think in hindsight, though, that's when you find out that... Yeah, who the Richard Pryors There's really, really wrong. will. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, because I think we have modern-day people. Like, somebody once pointed out, like, hey, I wasn't alive when Shakespeare was around, but right. I am alive when Bill Burr is here. So I'm trying to appreciate Bill it. Burr's good. And I'm like, yeah, yep. I totally get that, you know? He'll yep. be one of the guys on that Mount Rushmore of comedians that we look back on and go, I'm so glad that he did what he did and just totally skewed our point of view on things. Yeah, I mean, change comedy forever. There's no question. Richard Pratt, much like Lenny Bruce, change comedy forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no question about that whole deal. Um, and that's the whole thing. You live your life. You yeah. live your own. So different things are interesting or funny or whatever to you. That makes sense. Yeah, like I hate leaning into the narrative of like, even sometimes, Rudy, when you go on like your, these YouTube stars are not stand-up comedians. It's like, it feels very that gen- we don't like the next generation's comedy, mm-hmm. which like I am guilty of saying with things sometimes too, and I agree yeah. with you. But I also have that moment of going, "Ooh, are we just getting mad at like whatever the new thing is because it's not marketed for us?" Yeah, getting angry at the VCR because you don't know how to program it. Or like, there you go. Yeah, or you know? like their they music still are sucks. VCRs. Yeah, well, it's just like yeah, because it, whatever the thing that comes up behind us, we think it's dumb yes, and lame because yeah. it's not for us. Yeah. Like. I don't know. You know know this all the time, constantly. It's like, nothing's going to be as good as my generation music. And at some point, when you were younger, your parents were like, this is not music. This is crap. There's no question about that. Well, I do remember my when I was like three, I think I was, my father came home and was barking at my sister, Bobby, who's seven years older than me. You don't know anything about music at all. Your music is terrible, screaming and yelling and blah, blah, blah. This is a great song. He puts a 45 on the old turntable, and it's Love Me Tender by Elvis Presley. <laughs> he had no idea it was the same person. Sure. He had no clue. That's right. so funny. I mean, it's great, isn't it? Isn't like, it? Yeah. Oh, you're right, Dad. I should listen to Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce his name? Okay, <laughs> yeah, cool. Exactly. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. There's a lot. There are different experiences. I mean, you guys, and that's why I think this show is set up well, because we're basic, not really three I'd say, what, two and a half generations, I guess, something like that? Yeah. Not, not three full generations. No. I think that's a good thing. So everybody kind of gets a voice at it, right? I love that, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the other thing. Just because I think it's hilarious, I do not insist that everybody else no. thinks it's hilarious. But I a do. lot of people are like that. If you don't think that's funny, you're an idiot. It's like, what? Yeah, or if you think that's funny, you're an yeah. idiot. Yeah, yeah, right. right. You don't want to... 
ick anyone's yum. Yeah, although I did have family members at our cabin one time who were falling out of their chairs watching Jeff Dunham, who I think is fine. I don't I'm, get it either. I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan. I don't, I don't get, get it. it. I don't get the puppet thing, whatever, fine. Nope. But they were cackling with laughter, and I'm just watching it going, I don't get it. Immediately afterwards on Comedy Central, they're like, coming up next, Brian Regan. I was like, oh, okay, guys, now watch a real comedian. And everybody sat there silently watching Brian Regan going, I don't get it. I'm like, this is why I don't come to Thanksgiving. This, this is, is why, why I yeah. hate you guys. Yeah. No, just kidding. This is why I hate you guys. That's pleasant. I'm joking. No, you're we're not. Talking I about... saw a serious look on your face. My face is because it's all the Botox. Um... <laughs> oh, that's nice. Well, it is nice if that's what happened. Anyway. No, I think that's funny. And it's probably funny, too, when you're like going like, well, you guys, like, this is something I do. I whatever. They're like, no, no. this is our thing. Mm-hmm. We love it. But let me ask you a question. How, is, how have things changed? Because you can go back to my, stuff my grandmother liked. And I can understand how some of that's funny. My mother was funny as hell, but had no sense of humor. And I still don't understand. How could she be funny, but she had no sense of humor at all? It's the Jonah Hill basically was the one who had said, to be funny, you have to not be funny. You have to be so serious about things that it becomes funny. It actually, on the other side, is where you find the humor of it. Because if somebody is just like like having an interaction about a bagel... Yeah. It's not the fact that it's a bagel. It's the fact that they are so pissed off that there is no cream cheese for the bagel that them being angry yeah. now becomes the thing that is funny. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to go through this with him, too. I went through it with Alex. I went through it with Andy. It's bagel, not bagel. I knew bagel. you were going to say that. I what? hate it when people say bagel. I, say, I think I say bagel. <laughs> My kids. What, I'll say what, they, why? What did I say? You said bagel. Bagel? Yeah. Oh. Almost everybody from northern Minnesota says bagel. Oh, I don't know. They're so I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying this party, it's, that's how you heard it. He, right. Thomas once attacked me when I was doing... Attacked you. Attacked. I felt okay. attacked. I had to go to a safe space. Um, I was reading some some ad, whatever, and it was for... I don't want to say it. What is the thing on top of your house? An antenna? No. A roof? Yes. A roof? You said... A lot of Minnesotans say roof. They do. Yeah, a lot rough. Of, and why would that? That's got to be an extension from your your parents, you know, maybe Sweden or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. My, my family didn't own a roughing company. Rough. Yeah, rough. We owned a roofing uh, company. Roofing. <laughs> I sound Where's like a dog if company? I try too hard. Roof. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Roof. Hey, then nobody ever said, I've never heard anybody say roughing company. Yeah. Rough. That's true. Yeah. My roof. roof. I say roof. Rough. Rough. Yeah. roof. It is roof. Okay, roof. But so many people say roof. Rough, yeah, it's rough. Rough, yeah. rough. No. a roofing. I think I say roof. But that's got to be that's got to be a holdover from another language, don't you think? It, some something like that. Yeah, yeah. I would think that's probably true. But yeah, matter of fact, my son still will not. He always says bagel. I don't care how you pronounce it, Dad. It's bagel. It's like okay, bagel. Hmm. That's weird that I would say it because I know that it's bagel. That happens though. If you've heard it, you're well. I, were there a lot of bagels for sale up there where you grew up? Nah, man. I wouldn't no. think so. No. I wouldn't think so. Now, the Jewish community is nailed <laughs> up in northern Minnesota. I can see that to be mm-hmm. true. In any case, I suppose I better do some somewhat. But I, yeah, see, I think the number one thing, you know what? I'm going to take two seconds to explain it. So I met all these people over the weekend, and, and we, got, we do have to have a tutorial up on the, on the Tom Bernard podcast site or whatever the hell it's called. Um, uh, to show people how to do that, because everybody knows how to get on the internet. Not everybody. It's like, what are you talking about? An app? I don't know what the hell you're even talking about. They, you have an app for your show. Why would you have an app for your show? <laughs> I mean, they ask me stuff like that. Most of the people that have, that have come up to me over the weekend, 
um, were women again. And I don't, I think, so I started asking why so many women are interested in finding the show and listening to the show. And you know what the number one response is there, woman? I'm listening. No, I'm asking you a question. Yeah, I'm glad you could call me by my Christian name, woman. <laughs> Say, woman. <laughs> Remember that guy? Like, Listen here, woman. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't you think I should say that to Catherine? That'd go over big, wouldn't it? It would go super well. It's going as well as it is going over with me. Listen here, woman. <laughs> Tell me, man. I can't forget. I, I can't remember what the hell I was going to say. Good. Because obviously, was, you were saying why women listen. See, and I was listening. Oh, why would they want to listen to the show? Because uh, we talk a lot about our lives. Rudy talks about his. You talk about yours. I talk about mine. We talk about family a lot. Yeah. We, you know... I, you know, you don't hear, I, I'm, maybe there are more that I don't know about, it, but you don't hear a lot of people talking about their families and their children or their brothers and sisters or whatever. So these people, uh, almost everyone I talk to just love that stuff. They, yeah. they, because everywhere else, well, like I said, I'm sitting here this morning, I look at the headlines. Here are the headlines from every TV station and newspaper in the country. Everyone's dead. There, you happy? Rest in peace. The hatred that's coming across our news delivery services now, and I don't mean local news, uh, it's just hideous. Once again, it's about people getting killed. Texas is on fire with the murder. I know. And I saw a stat this morning, 100, what are we at, like 146 days into the year, something like that? Something like that, probably. Eh, getting close, anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe 136, whatever the number was. 206 uh, attacks and murder so far. Mm-hmm. It's it's more than one a day for Christ's sake, oh. and it's just, and what your perception? Why are people do, getting so violent right now? Because they're just every time they watch the news, everybody's pissed off. I mean, why is? I don't think there's a simple answer to it. Well, why not? Well, because like it's just a complex situation, and we're in such a different. Po- I don't know. I don't know how to. It seems so systemic, this, this anger and this yeah. violence. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Calm down, everybody. Dial her back. Everything will be good. But, I mean, don't you look to your friends and your family and all that stuff so you don't get in that mindset? Yeah, I mean, my life is pretty boring in, like, the best ways. Like, yeah, there it, you go. But, yeah, I don't, I'm not currently, like, struggling with some stuff. or I don't know. I, I can't even... I, I keep going, can I compare my life to everyone else? I don't know. Do you think when people tune in the TV, and it doesn't matter which news channel they're watching, whatever, I'm talking about national news, they they kind of get in their head. Sorry. Hello, I, how I, you doing? Sorry, I hit a button for, I have a little touch screen for sound on my computer. You're a disaster. Sorry. Okay, okay. I'm just going to go home now. The show's ruined. Can you finish your <laughs> thought? You said, when you think when people are watching news and when they're watching this stuff, I think they get this idea in their head, oh, if they're going to spew their hatred on the news, then I should do the same thing. I guess that's how the world is now, that these people, every time I tune into the news, I hear about this hatred, and I hate this guy, and I hate that guy, and blah, blah, blah. Maybe I should get my hatred known to everybody, too. Yeah, I Are think, they inspired? I think that's part of it. I think it's right cool. now is there is a... We, you know, we were talking about it, too, is like there's a... Outwardly, you have to be outwardly with your feelings... You have to be, I don't know. There's just so many things tied up in it. I don't know how many, it'd be interesting for some of these, for these shootings and these people that are, you know, lashing out in such extreme ways to see what they are watching, what they're consuming. Absolutely. 
I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you go and start killing 15 people at a time. Oh, God. It's getting worse, man. Yeah. I suppose we better get into some uh, other stuff here. But I, I just, like I said, I'm hanging around with my friends, my family. Everybody's happy. Nobody's pissed off, blah, blah, blah. And then you watch the news, you would think that everybody is just wanting to kill everyone. Yeah. It's not good. That's all I'm saying. Right? Not great. All right, pals, we'll take a break here. Be right back. Yeah, see, now here's the problem. We talk about a-holes, and then I got to talk to Bob Sansevier. No? No, I mean. Nothing? I don't know why we're standing up for him. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm wondering. Rudy and him fight every day, but for some reason, both of us got silent. I was wondering. Maybe you thought that was real. No, I kind of thought Rudy was going to take the the reins on that one just because, like, him and Bob have this bickering relationship. Oh, do you? Well, in like the best way. It's on air, yeah. so it's not real. Yeah. Well, like, I don't really hear bickering. Disagreement, maybe. Well, okay. He, Bob literally goes, push the right button, Rudy. Like, <laughs> oh, see, I don't even hear that kind of thing. Does he do? Does he say that stuff? On air, it's super I, funny. I, I yeah. literally don't hear it. That's weird. Yeah, no, he's cool about that. Uh, I think Brittany is just actually the button pusher around here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, trying to piss like, people off. Dividing us. Yep. What are you doing? Yep. Typical. <laughs> Typical. Yeah. yeah, you're sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm going right. to go get coffee. We got to go take a... Oh, well, don't, don't, don't let me hold you up here by doing the show. You I know. appreciate you saying that. Not a problem. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. I said busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including, of course, the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM, T-O-M, or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant for Bradshaw and Bryant. If you've been hurt in a car collision, it's traumatic enough. You don't need to waste time and energy on the legal stuff. Think of us as a partner who will guide you through the process. First off, you need to recover. But part of that is getting the compensation you deserve. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we'll work hard so you can get the rest you need during the trying months after a personal injury. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we understand how important it is to make our clients comfortable. So we build each client relationship on the pillars of honesty and transparency. Don't miss out on what's rightfully yours. We'll go to bat for you. For your free case consultation, please visit minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. I'm Mike Bryan. I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to Bradshaw and Bryant. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. 
Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids. A cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, most definitely. Oh, you know, I need you guys' help. Who does our social media for us? Um, like five different people. Oh, five different people do? Well, I have to, I, I write on... Th- what did I, you just say, F you? Did you just say that? I want Hi, to. Hi, Tom, F you. Is that what you just I, said? I would, can I? Of course, you've okay. been doing it your whole okay, life. Okay, then F you, you monster. Um, oh, monster. I do, Rudy does, Melissa does, Quinn does, everybody does. I think Pat sometimes responds yeah. to people. Really? I don't know. Okay, I don't go on social Not media. Ebert, so no. I do need some help because I'm getting a lot of messages from people. Um, most of them, what's the... What's the do you have your own account? Let me see what account you have. I don't have any accounts. Okay, then where well, maybe are you? I have, maybe I have an account, but I don't ever go on them. Maybe that, there's a Facebook one. Well... It might be a Twitter If anybody one, actually sure. wants to get a hold of you, um, the best way is go on the app, the Tom Bernard Podcast app. That's what I tell them, yeah. And the top left little corner, there's a talk bubble, and you can do feedback for the show, and that emails me directly, especially during the show. I read them during the break if I'm not, you know, texting or... Yeah, it's not only messages, though. They're, they're, li- they're literally trying to find if I'm ever going to get back into radio. Okay, well, they that's... no idea. Yeah. So a guy named Chris Pagel was one of them. Show um, me where they're. Well, well during. Why don't after the show we'll go Messenger, over. Messenger, I think it's called. Okay, yeah. What's we'll Messenger? What is that? I think you might have an old Facebook account that uh, nobody has access to. Well, maybe. Because well, the one we go through is the Tom Bernard uh, show. Oh yeah, so that wouldn't be the same. No, it wouldn't. So yeah, I, I just get a lot of that. Matter of fact, there's three in a row this morning. Quit bragging. Chris, so popular. They're, yeah, well, you know, it's it's a group effort, sister. What do you think of that action? So okay, we get it. You get messages and. No, I'm just saying I'd like to be able to get a hold of the people somehow and teach them how to listen to the show because they don't. 
They don't know, I guess. Yeah, well. You think most people would know. I just heard Bob giggle. Bob? <laughs> I, tell, I want to say shut up, you. Yeah, shut up, Bob. Okay. Wait till you're introduced. We got a whole I'm, liner for please. you. I, I am laughing. Tom, you just respond to them if you want to get back to them. It's a mess. <laughs> I don't go on social media, you dumb bastard. Are you yeah, deaf? you dumb bastard. We hate you, Bob. I'm not going on social media. Ain't going to happen. I'm sorry, Bob. I had to take the heat off me. <laughs> you know why I don't go on social media? For this very reason. Because yeah, people get to be a smart ass, and I get really pissed off, and then it ruins my day. Yeah, you dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I'm the only one out here thinking that. Just reply to them. Or get I'm not going to reply. Gonna reply. To you got it? I don't have... I might have accounts, but I don't know how to get on them. I have no idea. Let her do it. Because you have to sign in, don't you, every time you go on? Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. know what my sign-in stuff is. I don't know. I've been on social media in 11 years. Well, if you're getting I messages, haven't. you're already signed in. Bob, quit no, stating the obvious. No, it's not. You punk. <laughs> Could I have a conversation with anybody without both of you Sorry. talking over me? Typical, typical. You, you are know. signed in if you're getting messages. Bob's right. Why do I, does it tell me to sign in to reply then? I don't know. Okay, no, 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 you're experts at it. You yammer. I told you. Okay, my solution was. Listen to me. I would look at it after the show. I can't tell you anything with just like verbalizing what's going on. But how could you tell me I'm signed in when it tells me to sign in? I don't know. I don't because know. Because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You're right. I don't you're know what I'm talking about. I have not succeeded. I'm trying in to help media. people listen to the show, and you and Bob just piss all over it. Typical. Typical. That's all I have to say is typical. All right, Sandy, your time's up. Sorry, we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> well, I was, uh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> anyway, yes, yeah, so but but anyway, I, I will try to figure something out. Or I don't know what the hell it is, but let me just close with this. If somebody else is paying attention to social media, is anybody, I assume somebody's paying attention to what used to be my social media, so if people do ask that, they can respond to them. Is that correct? Is anybody on the show with me? I thought you Either were Either all talk at the same time or nobody talks. No. You guys really suck at this. I want you to know that. Uh, You're horrible and terrible people. I'm, <laughs> what? <laughs> the conclusion. The conclusion, conclusion is you guys should jump off the nearest cliff. You should just go end it all right now. We're only on the third floor, so go higher before you jump out the window. All right. We got to get to Sandy because Sandy's been waiting patiently. So Has he, though? It's going to be one of those days. Has he been waiting patiently, though? Honest to God, why me? <laughs> I could still be working over at Dayton. No, I guess I couldn't. They're no, not you couldn't. Yeah, there. they are closed. It's been a few years, but, yeah. you know. Uh, Sandy. Yes, sir. Brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Bob Sansphere Sports brought to you by Michael Bryant. Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. So what's up, Sandy? Well, first, I have to owe a massive apology to Rudy because I learned this morning he's not the one hitting the buttons no. and causing issues. Well, who Thank is? Thank you for that. Well, Brittany. it's not you and it's not him. Yep. So, oh, tip. Yeah, see? Yeah, me with touchdown. my master controls over you here. If you're watching the video, this is the touchdown signal. Touchdown. You know, what's this symbol? I don't oh. <laughs> if you're watching the video on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> She's waving to you. Mm -hmm. uh, so, hey, I got it, Tom. This is really, it's very interesting because I did hear where you were talking about I got to weigh in on this thing about violence because I, I yes. thought about it this yes. morning because I saw the stories about the shootings and the, the, another police officer being killed. I do. Th I know that people are whipped up uh, about guns. Yeah. And I think, though, 
it's the permissiveness of violence that you get you don't get arrested for carjacking in, in Minneapolis That's anymore. Right. Yep. They You're pick right. you up, they'll let you right out the door. If you drive, let's say from Bloomington to your high speed chase, you go into Minneapolis, the cops are told you cannot chase them in Minneapolis because it might be too fast. I mean, you could get away with anything in Minneapolis and yes. you have this yep. dimwit mayor telling you it's safe and come on down. I but I think that's the problem that the laws have are not being enforced, and you can get off. They know you're not going to get in trouble for whatever you do. Yeah. And that, to me, is why it's getting much worse. And it's also the media, particularly Fox and CNN. Those two drive the hatred and the anger all they can for more ratings. And by the way, both their ratings are failing miserably, both their sets of ratings. Neither one of those stations is anywhere near as big as it used to be, so I think no. we're all getting sick of their puking hatred out. Now, I am not going to say this with uh you know definitively but i saw something on social media that someone claimed that the star tribune has not been covering or or mentioning what happened in dinky town friday night i don't know anything about it. i don't know because i don't even know anything that happened no so well, really, was, you don't well, know it either mm -mm. i have no clue what he's talking about there was violence in dinky town i mean it was oh, like geez. mobs of uh of kids from <laughs> suburbs they said I don't know. I mean, I didn't look at the Star Tribune. Frankly, I don't. I don't go online and I take a look at the headlines right. if something catches my eye. But I didn't even look to see if there's a story about it. Well, Bob, but there were issues in Dinky Town. I check it every morning. I check that and a couple of national news sites, and I didn't see one thing about that. No, I didn't look at the whole thing, but it's certainly not one of the top stories. Not even close. Well, the way based on the information, and it's, it is on. I mean, the local stations were covering it. Uh, it should be a decent amount, you know, a good sized story, but. And again, I'm not condemning them because maybe they did cover it. So why are we having violence in Dinky Town right now? What's the story? What's that all about? Uh, well, there's some people just want to be disruptive around graduation for some reason. Oh, you really? You know, and it's just, Tom, it, there's violence everywhere because you can get away with it. Minneapolis is the lawless town. It is. You're right, Bob. And by the way, I can say this definitively to everyone, uh, and you can pass it along to any perpetrators you know. The reason you do those things is you're because you're an absolute candy ass. You'd never think of doing it face to face with somebody. You'll only do it if there are ten of you uh, destroying other people's property. You're a bunch of candy asses. That's the real story here, right? Yeah. And and what and did you see uh, the story about the uh, the dad dad of two young kids in St. Anthony? Somebody was trying to steal his car. He went outside. And they shot him to death. Oh, I did. I did see that. Yep. I mean, that is like an. It, it appears to be an oasis. Not anymore. Over a car, you kill someone. Over a car. Yeah. Really. Uh, we really got some smart, uh, smart cookies uh, running this but, show right now, don't we? But they, again, they don't think they'll get in any trouble. And in no, many they cases, don't. they won't. It's got to stop, Bob. I'm telling you, we need better leadership. And I'm talking about across the board. And I, this is not a, a political party deal. It's not uh, Democrats. It's not Republicans. All of you assholes, get your head out of your butt and do your job. How about that? No, Instead keeping a community safe is not a political issue. Exactly, it's not. It absolutely or shouldn't be. No, you're right. And I, look, I, I'm telling you, you get some. I even get some weird feelings. I don't usually notice that kind of stuff, but some places I go, I get some weird feelings. Like there's this is something's uneasy and really weird around here. I think people are looking to cause as much trouble as they can. I mean, not people. I should say some people. No question. And again, and the cops' hands are tied. Yeah, they are.
And some of them don't even want to get involved because they don't want to deal with the repercussions because you know that there's going to be protests right. if they arrest someone because everybody has a phone. And everything on a phone, it could be horrible, no question about it. I mean, we, we certainly saw that a few years ago. But there's context sometimes, and it's not always, you know, the George Floyd thing was horrific. Thankfully, yeah. that woman did yeah. have the phone. Mm-hmm. But you know, people who cops are afraid of being videotaped and then they wind up getting fired or arrested or charged because you got people who prosecutors who want to go after the law enforcement. And I don't get it. Well, meantime, I guess I should mention the twins lose. Why'd you bring up the twins? Now I hate you. You can bring up all the violence you want and people getting punched. Don't bring up the twins in front of me. Oh, they've only lost two in a row. They're still two and a half up, right? They lost four out of six to Chicago and Ah! Cleveland. Those They're teams are lead. terrible. Yeah, the tough thing is Joe Ryan lost his first game, and he yes. didn't pitch a bad game. No, he did not. What, 2 nothing, right? Yeah, one hit. One hit they got. Yeah, One I, hit I, wonders. I'm just telling you, Bob, you go into Chicago and you go into Cleveland, you better come out of there two out of three at least. And they didn't. One out of three. Both. You can't lose four games to terrible no, teams like that. It is it, that is bad because these are the teams you should be beating up on. Yes. Cleveland is nothing special this year. They thought no. they'd be, but they're not. Nope. Nor is Chicago. You're right. So, but it's Thomas. You know, it's a long season. There's going to be the ebb. There's going to be the flow. Can I ask you guys a question? Because maybe I'll have to temper myself. Did I sound more pissed off about the Twins losing or the violence in the streets? I don't want to answer <laughs> well, that question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, I think you were at a fever pitch at yeah. the time of the violence. Yes, exactly. Ready to what pop with, the, a, with your twins. Exactly what it was, Bob. There's no question. Yeah. <laughs> that, we'll go with that. All right. That's everything, Sandy. Well, I mean, there's the twins. We could certainly we could talk about the other teams, the but they're, go- Leave me alone. they're going nowhere. You know, they're done. Your wolves and your wild and your Vikings are trying to become Super Bowl champions. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> Sorry. You handle it very well, Sandy, I will tell you that. Well, I covered them since 1984. I've been covering them, and, you know, I it's, know. Uh, what is it, 40, oh, not quite 50 years since they last played in the Super Bowl. So, come oh, on. God, that's painful to hear. 50 years, Sandy? Really? Not quite. No, because Chuck oh. Foreman was drafted 50 years ago, so it's like 45 years. You I know. love Chuck Foreman. What a great guy. He's, he is a great guy. I get to, I, you know, I do a show with him every Thursday, the Jim Bob Sports Jam, and he's a great guy, and he's got some great stories. What are you doing Friday? This Friday? Yeah. I have to look at my itinerary. Because Actually, I believe I'm going to, uh, with my kids, they have to go to a high school rodeo, but it depends on what time you're talking. Blow it off. No, because we, we are going to move the family podcast closer to this one so I don't have to hang around for 85 hours between the two shows. And it's a good deal passing from one to another anyway. Uh, and we also, we're only doing Monday through Thursday with the family podcast. Now we're going to do Monday through Friday. And uh, it's been left up to me to, to, uh, to find some guests for Friday. You and Foreman should come in studio on Friday for an hour. Uh, you're gonna, so you're probably going to go around 10, 10, 15, 10, 15. That's exactly right. 10, 15 to 11, 15 is how, what it's going to be now. I will talk to Chuck because Chuck is, uh, I mean, Chuck is a great guy. If he's Love not traveling guy. somewhere, yeah. so I don't know anyone, by the way, that loves to drive the way Chuck does. Really? You know, he drove down to Miami to, you know, for the, for spring. He loves to drive. Yeah. Well, and I said, Chuck, it. I don't get it, but he really does like driving. Even if it's just coming from like Eden Prairie or Bloomington, he sure. loves to drive. I'll uh, ask him. I understand. Why wouldn't you? 
right. So is this a twofer offer, or if he can't go, am I invited? Well, of course you're invited. Uh, Santa, well, without truck foreman, you're out, mister. I right. like specifics. No, it's, it's you know. good. Uh, I want to, you know. Yeah, it'll work out. But, yeah, if you guys can make it, or if just you can make it, that would be great, Bob. We'd, we'd have a good I will, time. I'll, that I, I might be able to do because uh, I need to – we need to get on the road around one o'clock. Oh, we'd yeah, be, done be done long before then. You'll be done by eleven fifteen. Oh, well, right. yeah. Let me. I, let's let's do that. And by the way, I, I was going to do the intro for Kristen Burt, but I don't see her. Is she not in today? She's here. She's up there. Oh, oh, I didn't see her thing. Well, she's only the greatest ever, so she didn't. Oh, she should God. make her own schedule anyway. Why do you people ruin my show by saying things like she might be the greatest of all time? And what <laughs> the a- Luella Hopper. Of Hollywood, <laughs> Hedda Parsons, Hedda Luella Hopper. So it was who was Luella again? It was Luella Parsons and Hedda Hopper. Hedda Hopper. There you go. That's what I was. Hedda. Why would you name your daughter Hedda? What the hell's wrong with you? And why would you keep the name Hopper? And why would you use the you name Hopper? Hedda is a nickname. Like, isn't it cut from something? I don't know. I have no idea. It's kind of cute. Hedda. I think it's kind of yeah, cute. It's, it's adorable. Shut up. Get out of here. You did <laughs> 12 kids. Go hit the right button, will you? <laughs> He's still going after you. No, I think I, her name was Hedda, because usually I went to her Wikipedia. You see, like, where what it originally was. Yeah. And yeah, it's Wikipedia like it was originally. Because it's, no, wait, she was born Elda Furry. Oh, my God. She, well, that was a smart move, not to keep Elda Furry. But how Elda do you call Furry? Hedda Hopper? Was that? How do you come up with Hedda Hopper yeah. after getting... Well, yeah. your name from now on is Hedda Burt, so what do you think of that action, sister? <laughs> it's not bad. Hedda Burt. Burt goes so well with everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. All right, Sandy, get the hell off right. the show. We'll see, see you later. <laughs> Sandy, Bob Sansevier, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Uh, and now, of course, Kristen Burt. Kristen, I say I can reach out to you and tell you my wife is leaving for a week again this morning. She's I'm probably leaving right about now. I hate that. What should I do about it? Um, you should call her all the time and tell her you miss her. I do. But I should. You're right. Don't bug her too much. Let her enjoy her time away as well. Bonnie, come home. Should I do that? <laughs> No, no, don't do the like, where can I find the, that's what I get from my husband all the time. The cats need something. Where is, I'm like, you know where it is. They have a cat cabinet. It's all in there. (laughs) You know, I'll give you an example. And and Andy and Melissa and and, uh, Ethan didn't come because Ethan's still too young. He's only a year and a half. My wife, our daughter, her husband and her two kids went and watched the Kentucky Derby over in Golden Valley. What a ball. Watching those little kids, they each got a little blow-up, little horsey thing. <laughs> they, they, I, I, honestly, God, just to be around three generations of my family like that is one of the greatest things of all time. I just had, I had such a good time. And I don't know anything about horse racing at all. You guys know anything about horse racing? No. No, I just yeah, I no. follow Gail Fan's lead. Yeah. yeah, he's. he's I know you have yeah. to wear a hat and fascinators to the if you're down in Louisville. There was a woman, the woman at the at the gatherings at Golden Valley again, Golden Valley Golf Course, and the woman who won the hat contest because they did have a hat contest at the luncheon or early dinner. I guess it was what four o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. Something like that, yeah. I think it was, yeah. She had on a hat that a manhole cover would have been proud of. <laughs> this thing was gigantic. I mean, it must have been over three feet wide. 
It was huge, and it went up. This feather went up about two feet too. So it was it was a hell of a lid. I'll tell you that. It was a weekend for hats and fascinators between the royal family and the Kentucky oh, yeah. Derby. If you weren't wearing a hat. What was happening? All right. You made the reference. I got to tell you, I did not watch one second of the coronation. I don't care. I know you don't care. A lot of people do care. And why? I think more. But and I'm going to tell you why. It's more for the family drama than than anything oh, else. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah. Sense. I mean, it's been a soap opera. Also, it is a historic event. And a lot of people were like, this is a once in a lifetime event. I do think uh, we will see. William uh, be crowned king sooner versus later. I don't oh, necessarily really? think that. I don't necessarily think Charles is going to have a long reign. He's not very popular. His wife is not very popular. Really? You know? And you have to go all the way back to the the love triangle of the century, which was Princess Diana, Camilla, and Prince Prince Charles at the time. He's King Charles now. But it's amazing to me that people are still so dedicated. To Princess Diana, yeah, that yeah. they were super upset. They were like, "This is Diana's day." But I, I sit there and I think they probably would have been divorced anyway, and Diana probably would never have made it to Queen, right? Um, had the story turned out differently if she was still with us. But I, I do think it that original love triangle, which I feel like eventually carried over into like Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston, like these love triangles that people can't get over. And continue to talk about to this day. But the one thing I said, because I did have to wake up at 2 a.m. to cover it. I was working oh, in the middle of the God. night. Yeah, it was, oh, it was brutal. Um, the one thing I said is it's wild to see things you learned in medieval history play out in real life. Like to become king, he had to like touch an orb and then they had to dress him with a, a cape. And it's really kind of bizarre to watch, honestly, because they're just ceremonial heads at this point, but they yeah, really went yeah. through the whole medieval process of anointing him king. Could I say one thing? I, I did see the highlights of They would show, like on the news, they would show little video clips of it. Those people looked ridiculous. I mean, these big giant crowns. It's like, oh my God, is this lame. Twitter was pretty funny because they were talking about, they're like, I've seen better cosplay costumes at Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and people are like, well, these are historic. They're 18th century robes. Right, but honestly, right. they looked a little cheap. If you like I take agree. a step back and you know that people spend thousands on their incredible cosplay costumes. So it's just one of those situations you're like, it, it did look a little weird for $125 million in a very bad economy, which was supposedly a scaled back coronation i mean couldn't they've just done like a little private ceremony and then just done the concert the next day and been like let's have a celebration with music i don't know you know i do love you ever spent any time in england ireland scotland wales you ever spent any time there the three of you not Uh -uh. no no one of my favorite stories this is this is how those people and for them to all kind of it looked like they were getting behind the coronation anyway it looked like it i don't see too many protests or anything or do you get shot if you protest? Yes, the, actually. <laughs> goes, yes, you do. <laughs> like, yes. Um, there is a group, the Republic, which is oh, the sure. anti-monarchist group. Sure. They were there protesting with the Not My King signs. However, that week, um, they passed an anti-protest law. So the protesters, even just for peacefully protesting, were getting arrested. Really? Yes. Well, and you so, you know, that's a problem if you can't peacefully protest. I, it's one thing to, like, interrupt the procession, but if you're just standing there with a sign and you're still getting arrested, 
it's kind of a dicey situation when you look at something like that because you should have be able to have a say. One thing I love, now, first of all, England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, that's not a huge area. When you put them all together, it's, you know, it's not a huge area, right? So many, many years ago, like 25 years ago, I was over in, uh, in England <clears throat> and um, I got to just schmoozing with some guys at a bar, having a good time, all the rest of it. And as the drinking went on more and more and more, they thought it was really hilarious because my last name, Barnard, is a Scottish name, a Scots name, right? So basically, at that one point of drinking in the night, I became a Scott bastard. So, <laughs> 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 oh, you Scott bastard. It's like, settle down for Christ's sake. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Then they wanted to wrestle, by the way. Mm. That's the part. You have to understand something. You go anywhere near talking about Scotland, go to Scotland, they will want to wrestle you. I'm just telling you. I'm Scottish, so. Oh, see? Oh, yeah. look at that. No wonder we get along. Yep. <laughs> Why don't we have I the accent? Like the my other half of the family's French, but I, most of my family looks like the French side. I look like the Scots in my family. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? I think so. See, absolutely. The freckles, and I can't tan for the life of me, so. <laughs> oh, do you just, just burn? I just burn 10 minutes in the sun. I'm like too. purple. I don't yeah. ever tan. I just get, I burn like a son of a bitch. Yeah. It's the Good way it Scottish is. Blood. Um, one thing I want to mention, because I did a sneak preview with Landmark Theaters of the book club, the next chapter, and a few of your listeners, it was Margaret and Heather, they were like, please talk about it on Monday. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, it's coming out just so everyone knows. It comes out Thursday night. There's like a sneak preview and then it opens officially on Friday. But it's with Jane Fonda, Mary Steenburgen. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah, like great. Diane Keaton. And who am I missing? Oh, oh, Candace Bergen. And it's obviously it's a sequel. This is like fun, light, fluffy fair for your um, Mother's Day weekend. Send mom to the movie theater. Go and like buy her snacks. Let her sit in peace for two hours. But like just a great female friendship movie. They go to Italy. So it's gorgeous. And it's like just two hours if you just want to get away from like the news. You mm -hmm. just want to relax. Go to a nice theater, like one of those that like fold back with like, the, you know, the recliners and have a good time. It was great. Magnificent. I'm glad to hear that. I got to give you guys all a tip off, by the way. Well, not all of you because Kristen is in, in her own studio, but the, the three of us, I don't know if you guys get <laughs> I've had people say to me, oh, let me ask you a question. Since they put you guys on camera, you know, they put you on camera and I love watching it, but why do you guys, all three of you, you just look at yourselves the whole day? I'm like, what? But I just realized looking at you is about, if you break down the little line of sight, you're about maybe a half an inch below where my picture is. So when I'm looking at you, it looks like I'm looking at myself. <laughs> Checking <laughs> yourself out. Look it's at that. so good looking. <laughs> yes. that's what. But people think we're all looking at ourselves when we're actually looking at you or whoever the next guest is. Yeah, it's the eyeline. Actually, if I looked up, my eyeline's here. See, but you I still, look down here because I see all four of you. But see, you still, when you do that again, would you please? This isn't the right eye line. See, it looks like you're looking at yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I just look at you guys because it's, we yeah. Do too. We want to yeah. see everyone. <laughs> I suppose. All right, young lady, get back to work. I will do my best and I will see you all tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Thanks very much. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Burt, who's better? Not not anyone I know. I do love her. She's wonderful. She's wonderful. She is legit. I really am. 
I got to ch- check the weather. I haven't done that yet this morning. Sun at times day with an afternoon or evening isolated uh, shower, maybe even some thunder. 72 degrees for the high. Tuesday, partly sunny. and Oh, my God, tomorrow, sunny. Partly sunny and 74. Beautiful day. Wednesday, mostly sunny. A high of 80 on Wednesday. It's the first 80 of the year, right? Nice. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it is. Uh, partial sun scattered uh, showers, thunderstorms on Thursday with a high of, yeah, it's going to be 79, 80, 74, 72. Uh, you know, and it's that time of the year where a lot of times these showers and thunderstorms kind of pass through. It's not an all-day deal. So that's good. Right now it's partly cloudy. It's beautiful right now. It's 54 degrees. 54 now, but 72 later on. Maybe an isolated shower or thunderstorm. We shall see how that goes. We'll take a break and be right back in just a couple minutes right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what I've been saying? I've been losing weight. i got to tell you, I'm really impressed with the program offered by MNFatLoss.com. The team at MNFatLoss.com has figured out the, uh, the secret to losing up to one pound of fat every day. So far, I've lost 15 pounds, which is wonderful. I'm, i, I got to bring something up here to you guys. One, one thing I'm really impressed about with the program is, well, I mean, you guys have the same situation, I'm sure. I don't just sit around on weekends. I also have to go somewhere, do something, yeah. go out to dinner with people, do all those things. And usually when you're going out to dinner with people, you're like, well, this weight loss program is just not going to work. Yeah. I've, I've worked it out with MN Fat Loss where I, I go out literally every weekend with a client or a friend or somebody's in town or whatever. And uh, I probably could lose weight faster if I didn't, but I don't want to lose weight faster. I want to drop it a pound or two at a time and we're good to go, right? Well, yeah, it fits into your life. You don't have to change your lifestyle. That's my exact point. Very good, Britt, Britt. And that, that's it. You do not have to change your lifestyle. You got to, you know, you got to keep an eye on it and do a good job with it. But I just wanted to tip of the cap to the people at MN Fat Loss because I go to dinner every weekend and I'm all, I, at first, the first couple of two, three weeks, I was like, oh God, I hope I didn't gain a bunch of weight. But you don't. You can work it out. It's a great program. So yeah, I've lost 15 pounds so far. I've only been on the program for a few weeks. I'm feeling healthier. I've got a lot more energy. The program is safe and effective. You know me, I'm not going to count points or eat prepackaged meals. And certainly I'm not going to do hypnosis other than with Brittany. I would let her hip- hypnotize me. <laughs> Catman. <laughs> Seriously, folks, if you want to lose 20 to 30 pounds in a month or two, you can easily do that. You really ought to check out the program at mnfatloss.com. Of course, results may vary, but I'm losing weight. I feel great. If you want to find out the secret to losing 15 pounds in just a couple of weeks, few weeks, uh, about a pound of fat every day, no exercise required, schedule a free consultation by calling 763-312-7600 online at mnfatloss.com. Be sure to tell them Tom Bernard said to give mnfatloss.com a call. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. 
And now it's time for another awkward moment. Courtesy of the Tom Bernard Show, Jay Moore and Kent Herbeck. Yes, yes I do. Legend, period. <laughs> yeah, you know. And both just... of our women's name is Jeannie. Uh, uh, not anymore. His but anyway, Ixnay AJ. <laughs> you know what, Ken? If you had 2,000 hits, maybe it would have worked out. <laughs> that was another Yay. awkward moment. Courtesy of the Tom Bernard Show. Yeah. Oh, that was so oh. funny. <laughs> and Herbeck's like... Brr, 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 no, he goes... He gave it the buzzer. Oh, that was so funny. Uh, how was opening up for Jay this weekend, Rudy? The best. He's the best. He's a very nice guy. So funny, so gracious with his time. Uh, Saturday night, my family came out to the Late Show, and I oh, said, hey, man, like my, my brother-in-law's a big sports guy. Jay uh, had his own uh, uh, sports talk show for a long time. I'm like, hey, do you mind if my brother-in-law comes back and just meets you? He just wants to come back and say hi. And Jay's in the middle of watching the Lakers uh, and uh, the Warriors game, and he's like, eh, yeah, yeah, I guess it's fine. It's cool. I was like, all right. So I bring my brother-in-law back, and they meet real quick. And I, I, you, you can tell, like, Jay doesn't really. I mean, he's cool, but he does. He's watching the game. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And, and I go, uh, I go. Okay, well, we'll just take off. Thanks for meeting us. And my brother-in-law reaches into his pocket and he pulls out packs of unopened baseball and football cards. Like, oh no, like tops ninety-one. He goes, oh. he goes. I brought you a gift. Jay looks up. He goes, you can stay. <laughs> <laughs> I watched my brother-in-law Jay Moore open packs of football and baseball cards oh. for twenty minutes. It was the best night of my life. It That's was so much fun. So well, we had somebody write in say that they're. Um Trevor said that uh, his Rudy, my sister, saw you open for Jay this weekend, and she said that your set was pretty damn funny. So nice, good job. She didn't what, say, do you mean, what do you mean by pretty damn? Pretty funny? damn, yeah. The hell. Thanks. She said you could step no. it up. Don't you want some room for improvement? <laughs> oh my God! Well, we call them areas of opportunity in my household. Yes, right. <laughs> you have or, some areas of opportunity. Or left-handed compliments. Yeah. They call them that too. We're gonna have a courageous conversation so that you can <laughs> have courageous. Uh, yeah. I love that. And here we, we're gonna get notes, so mm-hmm. don't worry. We're gonna have, you know divide it up into categories. Yeah. No, that was a lot of fun last Friday having him uh, in studio. Everybody that came in, Dan, his buddy. He's Cowboy a, Dan. Oh, Cowboy Dan, I can guarantee you one thing. Just looking at him in the eyes, like he's been through a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We sat in the green room for a while and he was telling oh, us some you? stories. Yeah. Because even here, Ooh. he made a quick mention. Uh, he said, uh, uh, when Jay was like, How is it that you don't know such and such? And he's like, Well, Jay, I've gone through two windshields. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. So he's definitely got some stories. So. And he brings, like, everywhere Jay goes, Dan was telling me that everywhere he goes, Dan comes with him just to keep Jay on the straight and narrow. Well, that's a good idea. Absolutely, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. because Jay's paying a lot of attention to that now, isn't he? Staying away from intoxicants and things like that. Yep, like, even after the shows, it was like he didn't want to be rude, but at the same time, he's like, sobriety is really important to me. Yeah. So he yeah. didn't really hang out with people only because he knows the temptation that people give him. Well, right? yeah, I'm sure it's super triggering in a lot of ways, too, because, like, that's a great place that you know he used to hang out after. I'm yeah. sure, right? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you guys a question. Because hmm. uh, when I did stop drinking, yeah. Um, now, first of all, I didn't drink from the time I was 21 till I was about 30. So that whole time, I didn't. I was not a big drinker during that time. But I didn't. When I did finally stop drinking, I didn't give a rat's ass about any of that stuff. Is that weird? Or did I just not get deep enough into it where it was kind of? Pulling at me from the inside to wheel some more. That's yeah. That's a great question. You were always a uni- yeah. It feels like because as an alcoholic, I find that it's weird when you say like I just quit and I didn't care, and it's like right. okay. Um, but also, I feel like you were dealing with the problem 
of your alcoholism. And I think sometimes that can be bigger in general. I just want to repeat one of the, my favorite things from one of the, what, what are those meetings called when you go to the meetings, the AA meetings? Are you just called AA meetings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so one guy, I will never forget it. We're going around the table, going around, around the, the circled group. Mm-hmm. And we get to this guy, and he said, you people need to understand something. I love being a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> is that pretty common, actually? Yeah. Oh, would, is it really? Yeah. Like, oh, I've heard people that. say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, like, yeah. I, I think it's... I think that's a universal truth with a lot of people. Uh, I suppose. You just hit a point where it's unmanageable, but yeah. So, you know, we sit, we sit around in my neighborhood, the, the neighbors in my neighborhood, we get together generally on Friday night, Saturday night. We did last night because it was so damn nice out. Mm-hmm. And they drink. Matter of fact, I supply the wine because I bought all that wine when I did used to drink. Mm-hmm. So I bring out a couple of bottles of wine and they drink. I couldn't care less about that. I'm not, it's not like, oh, I can't watch you drink. I, that's, you're drinking. I'm not. What the hell do I care? And I'm at that point a thousand percent now. Yeah. I couldn't, nobody even, I don't keep count of what people are drinking or who's drinking or what. Right. I don't care. But I've also been sober for 13 years mm-hmm. yeah so and you've been sober for a long time too and so now it's to a point of like i personally love when people drink because it means like they're more comfortable like well, unless it hits that weird point where they start getting wonky and i don't want to be yeah. around that i don't yeah. like you don't like unpredictable people like you don't like that at all and i, I do not you're right no and i don't either i start getting like if that person who's normally kind of like a nice safe space all of a sudden starts becoming like weird or like erratic i'm like i I would like to leave um Mm -hmm. but otherwise i don't care if people drink like i don't don't either i love it i love that you know they want to dance and they want to do stuff and yeah there's kind of a part of me that wishes i was a bad drunk because it would force me to quit but i'm just a guy i like to i get fun and bubbly and that's fine and then i pass out watching tv and that's that's about the extent of my alcoholism i can totally see that in you Mm -hmm. like if rudy all of a sudden started drinking and was like grabbing booties and like doing weird stuff i would hate that like then you would have to eventually be like we're cutting this career of drinking short Mm -hmm. but like i don't see that in you no i could see that um there's another one very quickly, and I'm trying to figure out how I can tell you this story because it gets too nasty even for a podcast. <laughs> We're in this group, and there's this very pretty young woman. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, very well-dressed, very pretty, all the rest of it. And then it was revealed one day after we had been together for a, a couple of months or whatever that she was going to read a letter that she wrote to her boyfriend who dumped her. Because she quit drinking, so the boyfriend dumped her, right? Mm-hmm. So he said, uh, I don't remember. I'm going to say her name was Missy. I don't remember what the hell her name was. It okay, doesn't perfect. matter what her name was. <clears throat> but, yeah, very, very well put together with the clothes and the hairstyle and just very, very pretty young woman. So she's reading this letter to her boyfriend who dumped her because, you know, she, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. She's reading the letter, and as she goes along, she starts crying. And then the letter gets, let me say, more hard-hitting as you go on. And she says, I can't even look at you when I say what I'm about to say, by the way. Is it graphic? Is that why? Well, it's not going to be as graphic as it really was. I guarantee you that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to clean it up a lot. But she's crying and reading the letter. 
And I'll say the guy's name was Bill. She goes, Bill, you just need to understand. And she's really sobbing now. You need to understand something. It was a very special relationship to me, much more special than to you, I guess. And I just, I mean, you just understand. You need to understand how much I miss smoking the pole. Ah! Only she didn't say it that way. Ah. I'm like, whoa. Holy Anna. And uh, where's Missy today? Is she uh, <laughs> well, I got the number. Yeah, okay, good. I got the number. I'll pass it along to you. But, Fantastic. But I, while wow. she was reading, this older woman took my hand because she was crying along with the woman reading the letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's holding my hand, and as soon as she dropped the big C. Yeah, she's, she, nope. She didn't use, uh, she called it the big C, like yep. a rooster. Mm-hmm. When she said that, this woman squeezed my hand so hard it hurt. Oh, my God. I thought she would immediately let it go. Like, okay, whoa. She was like, ugh. (laughs) Yeah, like, there's something about it lacks Shakespearean when you start Mm -hmm. saying it. I loved riding that pole. You go, okay, okay, well, we're getting away from uh, the romance part. (laughs) Well. Just a little. It was important to her is all I'm saying. It was was very very important to her. I we I, I was in a group with the AA group with a guy who looked like Elvis. I mean the clothes and the hairstyle yeah. and everything, baby. He had the whole deal. It was pretty amazing. It's funny though because it's something about like so I got sober when I was in my twenties and it was a, like it felt really hard. And I now get all these you know when people quit drinking they'll reach out to me because they know I've been sober for a while. Sure. And they're yeah. not like these big talks. I'm not somebody who's like. Well, here's what you got to do. It's usually I just listen and I just say, you know, I this is what I did. Here's what you can do or here's some, some options. But it's funny. I feel like as we get older, it seems to rear its head because there's less chaos all around. You know what yeah. I mean? Like people that was, you know, it was okay that they were a little wild. Now they've hit their 40s and they're still that little wild. And it's like, okay, that's when it starts rearing its head and it's a problem. So... I feel like everything catches up to you, and I don't know. It's just a, it's just like a, it's a weird thought where you realize more and more that everybody's dealing with something. Yeah, no, there's no question about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, no question about that. It's it's. Um, I mean, look, I I, I can reveal some because you don't know where I went, don't know who the guy was or whatever. Yeah. But in, but when I finally did move on from. Because I never was inpatient or any stuff. I would just attend meetings, stuff yeah. like that. Just kind of gave it up. And at the very end, the counselor, um, he said, Tom, you do have to understand something, that you're not an alcoholic. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you're not, there's no way you could do what you're, you do if you were truly an alcoholic. Now, I'm not saying you should drink. Yeah. And the reason is because when you drink, all that stuff you buried inside your heart yeah. comes flooding out. Baby. See, I don't love that that person said that. Why like, not? If it's true. Because, but is it? Like, I don't. Well, I haven't had a drink now in twenty years but, or eleven years. I mean, yeah, I but don't like, care either. I, I don't like because because at the end of the day, alcoholism or being drinking alcohol was unmanageable to you, and so like. I think no, there's some it was power. Manageable. <laughs> was it though? Was it not though? for everybody else? But I it was think for there's me. some power in giving yourself that title because you get to give yourself that title. If I want to quit calling myself an alcoholic, I can. It's not like there's mm-hmm. a diagnosed moment. Right. So I think there's something powerful in saying it, 
and and once you kind of like can feel that, it's not as debilitating. I don't know. Like well, I never thought it was though. I'm, yeah. Like I said, I still serve alcohol to everybody who comes into my house. I don't care. What yeah. the hell do I care? But also, I think there's something to that that has a there's a control part of that as well, like a like a like a part of you that like taps into that as well. And you're like a giving person, and so there's a part of you that. Oh, I do like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. like. That being like a a good gift for you is also something where you put like a feeling on that alcohol, and I don't mean it in a bad way. Like, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like, see, this is that once again. I got to be honest with you. People love this kind of stuff. We talk very openly and honestly about things like this on the show. They love. They don't hear this anywhere else, right? Yeah, and it's funny too because it's like to me, it's such. I don't care. It's not a title. I care. No. I don't. I don't ever lead with it. No, because that would be really weird if I was like. Here's what I do and don't drink. Here's what I do and don't eat. Here's how I have sex. You know what I mean? It's like such a minute detail of my life. So I don't lead with like, hi, I'm Brittany. I'm an alcoholic. But like, booze it's hound. booze hound. Um, <laughs> but I don't think it's a negative at this point. No. When I was younger, I did. I was very scared for people to, like, not scared, but I didn't want that to be the first thing they'd learn. Now I don't really care. That's fine. But it's interesting. No question about it, and I never, I mean, I never got any, like, DUIs or any of that stuff, so that maybe had something to do with, I got to believe after your third DUI, it might be time to stop drinking. What yeah. do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would think so. Outside. Yeah, I had an ex-girlfriend get two in a month. So, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah so that was, was it on the way to your house? Uh, the first one was, <laughs> the second one. You're I, still waiting for her to show up. Yeah, yeah the second good. one, I think, was on her own, but, uh, yeah, that first one, she was on her way. We were going to go meet at a bar. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I had to get a friend of mine to come down to go bail her out because I was already at that bar. Oh yeah, yeah. and I, you oh, can't yeah. show up with booze on your breath to get yeah. her out. <laughs> no. And then when I bailed her out, uh, we, it was downtown La Crosse, Wisconsin. When I, we, you know, my buddy Adam and I went and bailed her out, and then she started walking through the parking lot, and I said, "Where are you going?" She goes, "I'm going back to the bar." I was like, "Why?" She's like, well, because I can't get another DUI. Um, they have my car. <laughs> I was like, well, well you maybe go. you should just call this one a night. Like, maybe we should just go back home. She refused. She went back to the bar. How sure. long did you date her after that? It was uh, after she got the second one is when we broke up. For so good. you still, after yeah. seeing that action, oh, yeah. Rudy was still like, I can hold on to this one for a while. Like, I got to pick yeah. your next, like, Wife, I'm gonna pick your next oh, wife. Next wife. You oh next my god, wife. you're giving me so much more credit. Oh, there's no way is, I'm getting is married. Is having a wife? Yeah, is that even a goal? Yeah, like, not at it, all. For Ever. any of us, no. like, if, no. if the that is what my favorite thing to ask people is after they've procreated, or if you choose to or not, or if you don't want to procreate, is there is there a reason for a second marriage? No. Like, if something happened to me and Justin, would I ever get married again? Absolutely not. No. But uh, yeah, that's like um, relationships and golf. It's like I thrive in toxic relationships. That's why I stick with the things I'm really bad at. So Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. A lot of us do that. Yeah. That is true. You love crazy because like the idea that this person was still going to go out and you still dated them for at least a month for her next DUI oh, yeah. makes me go, you love crazy. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, those days are gone now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. love, I should, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Past tense. That's because it's like that is a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have a question for both of you, hmm. different generation than mine. Do you think marriage is almost over? Yeah, that's that's the feeling that I get. Yeah, well, I mean, when they all end fifty, you know, more than fifty percent end in divorce, anyways. And yeah, a, really? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
Uh, I don't think that we are, just because of finances, I don't think we're anywhere near close to having people that are going to cohabitate because yeah. really you need to have two yeah. incomes, one yeah. household. That's really yeah. how you make it nowadays, regardless if it's somebody that you're married to or just a roommate or a relative. But even I've had those thoughts because I'm doing it all on my own. Yeah. I, have, I, have, I mean, I have six streams of income. I would like to have it be one or two, yeah, but I have to have yeah. six streams because I'm busting my ass because I'm paying for school for my daughter and yeah. I got my own mortgage and yeah. I got I got a vehicle that's got 200,000 miles on it. I'm, I, there's things I got to pay for. Yeah. And the only way you can really, really... Now, obviously, there's people out there that have a good income that don't, but if you really want to be able to make it and have a good uh, retirement and be able to put some money away, it's, it's two incomes, one house. And, and my thought is, so I don't worry so much about that because I'd be fine with having a smaller house mm-hmm. or like you know picking a different neighborhood or whatever. I don't know, and this is this is my a, a feather in a cap. I mean, you for you. I think people who raise kids by themselves are the most impressive people I've ever met. Because me and Justin, we are so. I mean, we have to take turns. We figure things out, especially on the weekends, trying to figure out who's going where and who's watching. I don't know how people raise kids without a partner that has to be the hardest thing in the world well luckily i have my daughter's mom yeah i'm sorry yeah yeah, who's who's in my life but yes i totally agree with you that there are people out there and especially for you know when you're a single mom with kids and you know three jobs i I don't know how you do it i don't know how you do it and so that's where i go having that partner like justin can't just leave or i can't just leave having that marriage i do that that's to me is important but i don't i do think you're right tom if you're not actively, if you don't want to raise kids or if you don't, you know, whatever, I just don't think it's necessary to well, get married. Well, even if married. you do want to raise kids, I know some people that they're having children, they're never going to get married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I just mean having a partner. Like, oh, I right. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, sure. then I go, that's that's really where I go. I'm glad we, you know, got married. I'm glad we did that. But um, yeah, I have. And I'm sorry. I didn't mean to discredit. I know you have a, your, your, um, your, your kiddo's mom is, is totally in, in the picture and stuff. But I just mean like. That's a hard row. That's yeah. that's hard. Hard to do that one by itself. Could you do your your list of those three or four things at the very beginning? And because I want to do a Peter Falk thing that he actually did, and mm-hmm. it was wonderful. List of three or four things in the beginning. What do you kind of like the stuff that you have to you have to go through in your life? Uh, you know. You talk about paying all the bills. Oh yeah, right? no, uh, yeah, because I got my own mortgage. I got to be able to pay for a car. I got my daughter's. I mean, the tuition at her school is outrageous. Then on top of it, she has her computers that I got to pay for. I mean, braces. Jesus Christ! Don't even get me going on the goddamn braces. Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> what movie was that in when he did that? I can't oh, remember. God, it was funny. I'm. I lost my left leg. My eye fell out. Of Paradise. I love that. We gotta start every time anyone get. If, we know them well enough. If they give us a sob story, we have to go paradise. <laughs> you do. You got to do it. Because so, when he did that, I laughed for about a month. It's oh, so God, funny. I loved it. Was it uh, Wings of Desire? Was that what it was? I don't know. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> he goes, paradise. Hmm. Honest to God, this one. And then a guy comes back at him and builds up. Yes, we had four kids in my family. We lived in a shoebox. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> But that man was brilliant. I got—I actually got a chance to meet Peter Falk in person. He came into the studio over at the Q one time. And I'm telling you, what a dream come true for me to actually sit down for a couple of hours with Peter Falk and talk and just what a sweetheart of a man. That's awesome. And now he's not around anymore, damn it. 
Well, again, the common thread that all these people are dead is you. So it makes that's true. It's a very you're good the point. only constant in They're all these dead? variables. They're dead. Is that you knew them? No, paradise. Oh, paradise. I don't have to put up with this crap anymore. The sweet release of death, I think, is what it's called. Isn't Died it? young, paradise. Paradise. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to use that from now on. Agreed. Oh, it does crack that. me up. i got to write that down somewhere. Got to give the credit to Peter Falk. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.